Hi, I'm Christina Davidson, and I'll be your guide through Chapter 12 in the Integrating Educational Technology into Teaching by M.D. Roybler and Joan Hughes. Uh, if you're following along, Chapter 12 discusses uh, teaching and learning with technology and science, engineering, and mathematics. I have been teaching science since 2001. I'm currently teaching AP Biology and Aquatic Science at a high school, uh, so I feel as though I'm a good guide through these topics. Um, I'm going to try to give you a good outline of a few of the sections, but I'm going to concentrate more on science instruction since that is what I'm most familiar with. The sections that we're going to be talking about are uh, introduction to STEM and STEM integration, issues and challenges in science instruction, technology integration strategies for science instruction. All right, so let's get started. To begin, STEM has been a very important part of students' education. We are advancing very rapidly uh, when it comes to science and in order for our students to keep up with the increasing technologies, they need a solid foundation in these STEM disciplines. There actually has been a national push for STEM teaching because the United States recognizes the need to be a world competitor in the STEM fields. So the question now is how do we best do that? Um, the textbook actually discusses six tenets that need to be considered in order to achieve the highest quality STEM integration experiences uh, for students. Uh, these are context, engineering design of technologies, redesign, math and science content, student-centered pedagogy, and evidence-based reasoning and teamwork and communication. Um, I think these six tenets are important for all content areas to follow with some changes, you know, of course, for specific content. So when I look over these six tenets, I can see how much of it has been relevant in my own classroom and just how natural it is to integrate these into planning lessons and activities. I think that it would be helpful to have this checklist handy when planning so that teachers can be sure to hit all of the main experiences that would make delivery of the content much more impactful and uh, more effective. One of the strategies from these tenants that I plan to implement more into my classroom would be STEM context integration. And what that does, it involves the in incorporation of other disciplines to kind of frame the lesson. I know that as a science teacher, I do struggle with adding math or social studies or English language arts skills into my daily lesson. So it's easy to kind of fall into that just teaching your subject area thing and forgetting to add in all these other subjects. I think that if we neglect that integration, we are actually ignoring a lot of the strengths of our students and we will end up missing out on all of these important teaching opportunities. Um, I hope to include more ELA, uh, English language arts activities, by encouraging um, more reading writing articles, as well as reading some short books related to the content. 
Um, I also, there's a lot of history that's connected to science. So I'm actually planning on focusing a lot on historical aspects of, you know, certain topics. Uh, This way, students who are interested in history will kind of perk up when we talk about it and maybe they will become, you know, a little more invested in learning the material. Uh, In science, there is a lot of historical connections to, you know, discoveries and it's extremely interesting. So this brings us to the next section, which is titled Issues and Challenges in Science Instruction. I think that as teachers in, you know, whatever subject we teach, there's always going to be these issues and challenges that we are presented with. And we do need to adapt quickly to each of these situations. Um, This skill, you know, is a staple in any classroom. But if we have accountability and we have standards in place, I think it will keep teachers focused on meeting these Um, curriculum goals. Uh, The book does discuss uh, performance expectations and the examples that they use were the NGSS or Next Generation Science Standards, which are similar to the state standards that, you know, of course, teachers have to follow. And it does mention the importance of learning goals. So I'm a teacher in Texas and we follow these TEKS Uh, which stands for Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills. And we are actually required to teach these standards in our content area, and it is more of a guide for the entire curriculum. Uh, The state exams are also centered around these standards. So, of course, their importance, their emphasis is very much apparent. Another challenge that teachers are faced with Uh, is how to adapt to special needs in the classroom. I know that personally, I have a wide variety of learners in my classes, and it's so important to pay attention to the ways in which they respond to instructions, um, to instruction. So many resources for technology are available now, and luckily for us, the students are very well-versed in using these technologies. Um, Online simulations are so helpful for students that need that visual in order to understand some concepts. And there are tons of websites available that are geared, you know, specifically towards science. I have used these in my classroom and of course I plan to continue using them. Um, I also have a program called Snap and Read that takes, you know, my presentations, my worksheets, Word docs, Um, websites, and it will actually read it to the student. So that's been extremely helpful for me, for my uh, special learners. So this now brings us to technology integration strategies for science instruction. Um, I can't emphasize enough how important higher order thinking skills are for students to develop. As AP Bio teacher, I depend on teachers from the lower grade levels to help these students develop these skills before they hit my classroom door, ideally. Um, AP topics are very rigorous, very intense, 
And if the students lack these higher order thinking skills, then they do struggle. And that's why we practice so much um, in my classroom so I can make sure that they have all the best tools uh, to help them succeed. Now, the textbook talks about the 5E model, which is actually what I am encouraged to follow in my school district. It basically focuses on development of skills that students need to be successful in scientific inquiry as a whole. So that 5E model includes engagement, exploration, explanation, elaboration, and evaluation. So whenever you're planning a lesson, you want to make sure that first thing, you got to engage your students. You got to get them interested. You got to get them focused on a specific question and then move them into exploring that topic. Um, they will become independent thinkers and come up with their own ideas based on their research or you know their existing background information they make those connections once they explore then they have enough knowledge to explain and elaborate upon their topics and at this point they should be at a good understanding or mastery of the content and will probably be ready for an assessment whether it be a project or a test or a quiz or making a model, um, they will be able to show their understanding. Uh, a way that I plan on using more of the 5e model as far as the exploration phase goes is using more virtual experiences. Now, virtual labs has been a way for me in the past to let them explore a little before an actual lab. Um, but now with the COVID restrictions that I have to work with in the classroom, it's really no longer an option for me to do a live lab. Um, I plan to use the virtual labs and simulations more often because I also found that it is a great um, engagement opportunity as well as an assessment tool, um, kind of depending on where and how I use it. I was um, actually pleasantly surprised to find that the textbook has so thoroughly covered the topics that are most relevant to me as a science teacher. It was very helpful to know that, you know, the majority of the teachers out there are also following similar teaching practices. So at least I know I'm on the right track. I'm constantly reading and always learning and developing, developing my skills as a teacher and I hope that I can continue to obtain more tips and reminders of what I need to use in my classroom so that my students can be as successful as possible. Now, um, I'm not quite sure if I would do a podcast in my classes just because in science I just have so many topics that are dependent on visuals. Science is extremely hands-on. It's very a uh, visual type of subject area. So just speaking about a concept um, may prove to be a little bit difficult for my students that are not audio learners. Okay, so I think it's about that time to start wrapping it up. And so I'm just gonna kind of review what we discussed in a neat little nutshell here. 
We talked about how to um, integrate STEM effectively into the curriculum and how important it is for students to be proficient in order to remain competitive. Uh, we also talked about the issues and challenges that we as science teachers face in teaching STEM and some strategies for special needs learners as well. Um, we also discussed how different types of technology need to be incorporated uh, to enhance students' understanding of STEM topics and ideas. I certainly hope you found this helpful and please refer to the um, quick guide that I provided for the major points that was talked about in this podcast. All right. Thanks so much for listening.